Hey everyone, welcome back to Rocky Unscripted, a podcast where we take a look at how to live out our faith when Sunday is over. My name is Nick, and I'm so glad you're with us. Hey everyone, welcome back. We have a special episode for you today. This is bonus content. We are sitting down with Dane Voorhees and Luke Hall, and we're talking about music. We're talking about worshiping God. And for some people, you're like, yes, I love this. And for others, you're thinking, this is not my thing. And if you're thinking that, this is the exact episode we want you to listen to. We're not just talking about worship as a whole. We are talking specifically about how to worship when you don't feel like it, or why is it important to worship when you don't feel like it, when you don't enjoy it, when you don't like it, that kind of a thing. And the reason why we want to talk about this today is it's personal to me, not because I'm a worship pastor, but because there have been so many times in my life, even as a Christian, that I don't really feel like worshiping God. I don't want to sing right now. I don't see why it's critical. I don't see why it's important. That's why it's, it's meaningful, because we believe that God has designed us to have a relationship with him. And one of the best ways that we can pursue that relationship is through giving him praise. And one of the best ways we can do that as a whole church is singing together. Also, stick around to the end of the podcast because we're going to end this very, very differently than we normally do. And we don't want you to miss it. So without further ado, let's dive into the conversation. Guys, thanks for joining us for our very first bonus episode here at Unscripted. And this is truly Unscripted because I asked you guys yesterday. That's true. Honestly, what an honor that we are part of the bonus episode. Ooh. Bonus. You know what I mean? So we are going to be talking about worship, but we're not going to be talking about worship in general because it is such a huge topic, right? Yeah. Uh, the Bible, uh, it mentions it like over 8,000 times in the Bible. So we're not going to try to to, to to presume that we know, we know everything there is to know about worship. But I do have a few specific questions that we're going to be talking about today. But first... We're going to play Get to Know Your Worship Pastor. Wow. Okay? I like it. I love it. The contestants are the listeners. There's no way for them to ask questions. I like or, it. Or provide any answers. So you're their voice. I am the voice of the listener. Wow. Okay? So first of all, there's a lot of people that don't know what a worship pastor does, and that is totally fine, mm-hmm. but they may be interested. So in, uh, you know, in, a, in a short answer, what do you guys do in a given week to make Sundays happen? Mm. Dane, what do you think, bro? Oh, man. There's a lot that goes into it. It is funny. A lot of times we were just talking about this. We'll get asked like, so uh, what, do you, what do you do outside of the church? Like, yeah. what's your job? <laughs> what's your full-time gig? Yeah, yeah exactly. Because the, the, they're like, there's no way what you just did <laughs> takes a full week, 40 hours. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's a lot that goes into it. I mean, we'll, we can both talk about it, but like... We're in a lot of meetings, especially early on in the week. A lot of planning. A lot of planning with pastors, with production, with yeah. uh, all sorts of people, you know, um, to prep for the coming Sunday, but usually like a month of Sundays yeah. that are coming ahead. Mm-hmm. And so it's there's just there's a lot of prep stuff and mm-hmm. a lot of meeting with volunteers and yeah. helping train and recruit volunteers. What else would you say, Luke? Yeah. Um, just, yeah, during the week, it's a lot of, a lot of planning, but also... You just like thinking ahead of like uh, pretty much everybody on our stages are volunteers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we have to um, coordinate all of that, schedule everybody, resource everybody, and make sure that they know what they're doing. And um, we also have rehearsal in the mid middle of the week. And yeah. 
but also, um, when we're, when we're feeling good, we're also just, you know, preparing our hearts and, and mm-hmm. we're, and we're like choosing songs together mm-hmm. and to, um, only when we're feeling good. <laughs> oh, honestly. Yeah. When we're not feeling good. Um, I'm just kidding. Yeah. No, but we spend a lot of time together as worship leaders, just like, is this song going to work with what yeah. our pastors are going to talk about or like mm-hmm. trying to be creative with stuff and, or, or is this something that our church even needs to sing? Right. Totally. Yeah. yeah. So it, it's, you might be laughing being like, that takes you 40 hours a week. <laughs> yeah. And it, it honestly, it, it does. And like we get to the end of the week, it's like, dang, I wish I had another day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wish I had another day. Yeah. Totally. Sure. And uh, coordination uh, amongst departments and, and going, constantly going back and, and making sure that things are fitting with, like you, you said, the teaching pastors, it just takes time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you guys also pour a lot into our student ministry, uh, worship environments, yeah. summer, summertime right now that we're, when we're recording this, uh, there's less of that going on, but most of the year yeah. it is high demand mm-hmm. and it's a whole new set of volunteers. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And so it takes a lot of collaboration. usually under 15 years yeah. old. <laughs> yeah. <know> <laughs> I mean? Yeah. Which is awesome. Yeah. It is, it is really awesome. I think a crazy thing too is like our, the, the worship arts department here ends up helping out other ministries quite a bit also. And yeah. so there's a lot of other things that we kind of help support. Dane, you are also our video team. That is true. Yes. I, yep. It's mm-hmm. a blast, but it takes a lot of time. So. Yep. And Luke, you're also responsible for all of our internal music production. Yeah. Um, every song that we do, you are writing arrangements if they don't exist and just clarifying them to give to both campuses for people to, to know what they need to be playing. Yeah. For so long before I was the worship pastor at this campus, I was just the music director. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's just essentially just telling the bands what to do. Yep. And that just takes a lot of time, mm-hmm. especially with like volunteer musicians. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. It's like they have, they're also working 40 hours a week and mm-hmm, they're yeah. not thinking about the same things I'm thinking about 40 exactly. hours a week, you know? So, yep. All yeah. right. So let's, let's make a hard turn here. We're going to talk about music influences because <laughs> some people might look at us and go, what, like how in the world did you get into working for a church? I mean, that's such a foreign concept. Most people do not work in a church. Yeah. And that's good because we need as many people out there doing real jobs yeah, and, sure. uh, you know, mixing it up with, with, with real people, real life. Um, and we want to be able to support people in those mm-hmm. jobs. So totally. they may be thinking, what did you guys just listen to organ music your whole life? Mm-hmm. And that's how you stumbled yeah. into church. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I want you guys to answer, uh, what were your, what were some of the, the musical influences, mm-hmm. just music period. Okay. Uh, I would love to hear artists that are not church people, church folk, mm-hmm. but then it would be, would be cool to, to hear where their worship influences, worship music, were there, were there artists out there that did help contribute to, and I want to do this. Mm-hmm. So Dane, let's start with you. What, what were some of your non church yeah. musical influences? I, it's so funny. I was, I mean, especially in high school, it was like all angsty stuff. Like there's a band called Three Days Grace, which is just like angry, okay. angry rock. Angry Dane. Uh, angry mm-hmm. Dane. Uh, <laughs> I can't see it. I can't either. <laughs> He's singing there one, the, that big song, I Hate Everything About yeah, You. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I just remember driving to soccer practice and like that was just like on a thousand volume in my car. My so it's hilarious. Toyota These Camry. are some of your main musical influences and it's the exact opposite. <laughs> Of what? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, I don't know if that influenced like my musical 
playing <laughs> yeah, so yeah, much, yeah. but it's definitely like what I listen to a lot. Yeah. Uh, eventually, I got into like I love you too, and mm-hmm. I started listening to them a ton in high school. But I also loved like pop music. Like I remember listening yeah. to like Jason Derulo and like okay. Kesha. Like just mm. it's kind of ridiculous. The party don't start till this Dane is. Walks in. It's hilarious to hear you guys. Hear you talk about your musical influences because I was so old already <laughs> when you were listening. Like, yeah, it goes way back to Kesha. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is funny. All right, what about so, uh, any church or worship influences? Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, Hillsong was like in their prime. I feel like when yeah. I was in like middle school and high school, and my parents always listened to them too. So it was just in our house all the time. Mm-hmm. And that was when I really started to play guitar also. And so I just remember like learning a bunch of their stuff and I was super familiar with what they were doing. Yeah. Um, there was other people, but Hillsong, I feel like was like the, they were like the cutting edge at mm-hmm. that time, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. What about you, Luke? Non-church first. <sighs> Man. Um, I don't, I feel like the genre is pretty, pretty focused for me. It was all about guitar. It was just all about yeah. who's the best guitar player in the world. And like, that's all I ever wanted to be. So uh, my dad just like growing up, he would always play all these like old school 80s hair metal bands, you know, like Van Halen and Motley <laughs> Crue and Dokken and all just if there was like a shredder guitar player, that was the only thing I cared about. Was he into that too? He was into the shredders? Yeah. Okay. But just because he liked the music, my my mom or my dad, they don't do anything with music. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so I was playing guitar from a really, really young age, and so it was just always so cool to like hear "Sweet Child of Mine" and be mm-hmm. like, so it was so mystical, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's like just blew your mind. It blew my mind yeah. for sure. And so that was all of my like growing up influences, just all that '80s Def Leppard sort of stuff. Yeah. And then in high school, like Dane said, it was all about the angsty. Um, just angry music, <laughs> um, like yeah, Three Days Grace, uh, Slipknot, um, just uh, any is. I just wanted it to be as heavy and mad as possible. Yeah, and this is like, adolescence. It was so funny. It was We're so talking funny. about the ad- our adolescence. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like my, I had a fantastic life, and my <laughs> like yeah, me yeah. Too. I had no reason to just. <laughs> yeah. But dude, the the hormones and the emotions yep. were. So if there are any parents right now listening and they do not like the music their kids are listening to, it's going to be okay. (laughs) mm -hmm. Guys, I'm a pastor. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Maybe they're like, that's what I don't want them to do. Yeah. (laughs) They're like, exactly. Also, I'm leaving the church. But So for me, I grew up um, always, always my dad was listening to oldies, uh, Motown, all that. My dad loves music. So in uh, Grand Ole Opry would be like playing on TV. Um, often in the evenings. Um, but also every Sunday it's like there was hymns playing through that. We had one of those intercom things. So every room could listen to the same. So that's how our parents would wake Uh us up. Grew up in the church, tons of hymns, all that stuff. I'm older than you guys. So when it came to worship music, um, it was like early, I mean, it was like Amy Grant. Oh yeah. And, um, And like then vineyard stuff, and um, there just wasn't a whole lot out there that the whole country was embracing as mm-hmm. like we're all doing this. Mm-hmm. So then later on, when I was in college, like Chris Tomlin mm-hmm. and the Passion mm-hmm. Boys and and girls started doing stuff that was like this is life changing. Yeah, mm-hmm. like these songs, like how great is our God? Yes, are yeah. huge. Not because they're just so epically musical, 
Um, but it's just like it's amazing to see, in their case, an arena full of people right. singing the same songs, agreeing with them, and then seeing the Holy Spirit change things in their life. Totally. totally. It, was, it was amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. But, man, probably my biggest influence, Michael Jackson. For real? Oh, when I was a kid, That's man. Why you can I, dance so well. I, just, <laughs> <laughs> I thought I could for a long time. I'd just be like alone in like my mm-hmm. playroom in my house. <laughs> Billy Jean. Yeah, man. Mm, and so then good. things got weird. Mm-hmm. And then his, I was 25 years old and I had to stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So let's let's get a little bit more serious because we're talking about worship, like I said. But this is what I want to talk about because I think this is, a, this is a specific niche of the conversation about worship that I think everyone can relate to at some point. Mm-hmm. And that is, why should we worship when we don't want to? Mm. Another way to, to ask the same question is, um, when I don't feel like it, why is it important that I should be singing, that I should be pursuing, bringing any kind of praise to God? Yeah, And I think that that almost anyone could answer that question, like maybe you're expecting the church answer. It's like, well, we, you should sing just because you're supposed to. Right. Because mm-hmm. the Bible says you're supposed to. <laughs> but I would love to hear, and this is unscripted. So this is not like, hey, we have this whole thing prepared. I want to hear from you guys as worship pastors at our church. Why is it important to you that people understand this? Because obviously we feel like there's something at stake here. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know who wants to dive in first. You don't have to have the perfect answer all dialed in, ready to go. But let's just start talking about that. Yeah. Why is it important to push through even when you don't feel like it? Yeah, dude, I feel like that. Um, everybody feels that at some point, especially Absolutely. like, like Maybe you've been a Christian for, you know, 50 years or, Mm -hmm. you know, like you're still trying to figure out the Jesus thing and you walk into a church and you're like, I like, I get, I get this thing. Like, I understand what's going on. I'm just not feeling it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's so real. We get on the stage sometimes and we have to fight. We have to fight for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not like um, we get on the stage and we're just ready to like, dude, like, I've gone on on the stage before, like, and my right after my wife texts me something crazy, or mm-hmm. like we're in a fight, or you know what I mean. Totally. And I got to get out there, and I have to like, like sing of the goodness of God, and like pray. You know what I mean? There's yeah. multiple times I've been like on the stage and been like, "All right, Luke, you got to fight for this right now." Um, so what I'm saying is like, I feel like we've all been in that spot. Totally. Where mm-hmm. We don't feel it. And there's like sometimes there's guilt attached to that. You're like, why? Like, what's wrong with me or whatever? But um, I'm reminded of just that that passage of scripture um, in Acts 17 with mm-hmm. Paul and Silas. Uh, Silas, I mean, they're they're in prison. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like those Roman prisons were disgusting, and they were literally just under the road. And um, a lot of like scholars say it's like they were probably just like standing in sewage, like, mm. it, disgusting. You know what I mean? So like, and they're like in the stocks, right? So they can't move. They're in this disgusting situation, mm-hmm. and they're in the inner cell. And they've been beaten, also. Exactly. Yeah. So they're they're injured, most likely. <laughs> yes, and it's like um, I heard a pastor talking about how like how extreme these stocks were, right? So they are just like to to their physical limit. And it says at around midnight, they just started singing. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to put myself in, in their shoes real quick. Yeah. Um, it doesn't take much to, like, make me go, like, ah, I'm not feeling it right now. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm, pr- I'm a baby, you know? Yeah. Um, and these guys are just at the absolute max of this, just how bad it was. Yeah. Discomfort. And, yeah. Where is God? Where totally. Yeah. Totally. Um, but they chose to start singing. Mm-hmm. And 
I don't think that they were trying to coax God into anything. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I don't think they were trying to sing, um, sing their, themselves out of this situation. Um, but God showed up. Mm-hmm. God showed up, and they were praising Him. And then all of these prisoners who are also down there, they hear Him. They hear them singing, and then the guard hears them singing, and he's like, "What is going on?" Like. These guys are either crazy, insane, or they know something that I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I'm reminded of that, like, even in the midst of the craziness of our life, like, we are not, like, we show up on Sunday, we're not in prison. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We are not in the stocks. But stuff going on in our hearts, oftentimes it feels like that, mm-hmm. you know? And so I think when we're not feeling it, Sometimes we need to, like it, like David does in the Psalms, command himself to sing because he knows what's true about God. But I can keep talking forever and ever on a million different things. Um, but I'm also reminded of John chapter 4, mm-hmm. at the woman at the well. And, and Jesus starts talking about worshiping in spirit and in truth. And I think oftentimes we'll either show up to church and we are worshiping in one or the other. Like Ooh, the, okay. the spirit where it's like, I'm, I'm chasing feelings and I'm mm-hmm. and like, I need God to like encourage me or whatever. We're like feeling it. Looking for a miracle, looking totally. for, yeah. So we, we can worship in spirit, but sometimes we lack the truth. Like we don't even know what we're singing or whatever, mm-hmm. or the opposite where it's like, I know the truth about who God is. I'm just not feeling it. And so worshiping in truth um, is also incomplete mm. because Jesus says we need to worship in spirit and truth. And I wish I knew like what that, like, how to give you something right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Like, like here's the, here's the, the this formula. This is how you worship secret. in spirit and yeah. truth. Yeah. But, um, when so it, can yeah. I, can I speak into that? Totally. Cause and Dana, I want to give you a chance to answer, but we were talking about this a little bit, a couple of days ago that I think sometimes if you go to church, a lot of times we will kind of self categorize ourselves in churches or we'll even categorize churches as a whole. And we know that there are some churches out there that get what we would maybe say is real weird with their worship. Mm-hmm. Like they'll sing for 45 minutes, hour and a half. There's flags being, you know, they're charismatic. Yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll label it as, as charismatic. And, and maybe for some of us, we're like, okay, that's a category. And some of us find ourselves over there. And then we'll categorize ourselves out and be like, I'm just, that's just not who I am. Mm-hmm. And categorize ourselves out of singing. Oh, I mm-hmm. see what you're saying. That's Almost good. like the, the singing is for the people that are kind of out there that are touchy feely that are emotional. And for me, that's just not how I worship God. I worship in truth. I don't worship. I in only worship in truth yeah. and not in, in spirit. So just give me, give me the message. Give me, you know, something that'll, um, I can really process and think about. And I'm, I, it might even sound like I'm criticizing right now. That's not what I mean to. We categorize ourselves in a way that, um, really limits, I think what yeah. God ultimately wants for us. Like we put ourselves in our, in a box. Yeah. Right. Dude, I think that's really good. Mm, yeah, that is good. What would you say, Dane, to all of that? Yeah, I think it's funny just to tag on to what you're saying at the beginning, Luke. Um, it's like there are a lot of Sundays I think that we get up there and we're not necessarily feeling it. You know, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. we we are people who have like lives and things happening. You yeah. know, it's it's not like a, a perfect world where we get up there and it's like, man, this is the best day ever. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there are some days like that where it's like, I cannot wait. But then there's yeah. other days where it's like, man, this is this is hard right now. Yeah. Or I'm I'm thinking about these things or these things are happening in my life. And I think that for me, a lot of times when that is happening, it's my worship is pointed somewhere else. Mm. There's, I think it's Matt Redman. He says, no matter what, we're all worshiping all the time. Yeah. 
but the question is who or what are we worshiping? Uh, yeah, mm. that's good. Um, and so I think a lot of times um, it, when I find myself not in the mood to be worshiping, yeah, I, I try to ask myself, it's like, okay, uh, well, if I can, a lot of times sure. I'm not thinking like, where is my worship going? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but if, if I'm feeling that for a long time, I'm like, why, why isn't this happening mm. right now? Why am I not feeling it? And a lot of times it's because my worship is going somewhere else. My yeah. worship is directed towards, I mean, who knows? Yeah. Fantasy football, guitars. I mean, it could be anything, <laughs> yeah, honestly. For sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. And not that any of those things are bad, but it's just, it's not where my worship should be pointed. Yep. Um, and it's funny because I think in those times, that's when I need to worship the most. Mm. Um, because I think that's what worship does. It redirects us back to God. It redirects yeah. us back to his heart and what he thinks about us. Yeah, you know? totally. Okay, so let's let's go this direction. Uh, I want to throw out there that if someone's listening to this and they say, I can relate um, either all the time or in different seasons, I think there's two different seasons of my life that has, have made it difficult for me to worship God. One of them is when I'm angry. Yeah. And it could just be, maybe I don't always connect it to I am angry at God right now. Maybe it's just like I'm angry at circumstances in my life. I'm angry that life is not the way I want it to be. Yeah. Mm. And it just, it's a huge distraction for me to like, why would I, why would I worship right now? Mm. Like, what am I happy about? What am I grateful for? Mm. None of those things. Uh, I think that's one. And, and, and I want you to get your thoughts on that. The other one is, is almost a, a neutrality. Like I'm just blah. Yeah. I'm not hot or cold. And uh, life just feels maybe mundane for a, a whole list of reasons. So worship feels really abnormal. Yeah, this is just another Sunday, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So what do you say to someone who, if they're honest, they're like, I'm just really angry, whether it's at God or at life or whatever. Yeah. Uh, what do you say to that person? Um, the question reminds me of um, Psalm 40. And it's the one where David's talking and he's like, he picked me up out of the miry pit and he set me on a rock and put a new song into my mouth. Um and earlier on it says, um, I patiently waited on the Lord. And like that sort of phrase in the Hebrew doesn't necessarily mean like wait. It means to seek, like eagerly seek something. And so I think um, in the seasons where we are, we feel like we are in the pit mm -hmm. and we are like, like life is just bad. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, expecting God to show up in worship because like eagerly seeking God. Yeah. And because the thing is, is like when we're not feeling it, a lot of us will be like, I don't want to just sing because that just feels like going through the motions. Yeah. Like I don't want to go through the motions either, mm. you know, but I think that that kind of idea of eagerly seeking God in worship, mm -hmm. like in praise, like while we're sitting in these seats and we're singing songs, it's like, seeking him and expecting him to show up because I think what I would say to the person who is like, bro, I'm just too angry at God. Yeah. I feel like worship reveals a lot about what's going on inside of us, but it also reveals like kind of what Dane was saying earlier. It's like when we are all aligned in this thing and we are praising God and singing the truth of who he is, we're reminded of his goodness and we're reminded of what he's given to us. And we're reminded that like, yeah, I'm angry right now, but this is just a blip on the radar of eternity. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it's a perspective thing, I think as well. But I don't know. What would you say, Dane? 
Yeah, I think uh, one of the things I was thinking about is that God can handle your anger. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of times I'm like, when oh, I'm yeah. when I'm angry, it's like uh, God doesn't even want to hear this, or he he can't hang with my anger right now. Um, <laughs> I gotta I gotta go is, to timeout first. And yeah, like think about what I've done. Yeah, it's it's like we feel like we need to be polite with God. Exactly, and I just don't think that that's the case. It's like read the Psalms. It's like David is like yelling at God. You know. Yeah. Um, and so I think I think that's part of it. It's like God can he can handle it, and also I think that sometimes in our anger. It, at least for me, when I'm angry and I choose to worship, Luke, you said that earlier, choose. Mm-hmm. I think worshiping is a choice, and I think that that's a, mm. a, a big deal um, is a lot of times w- we don't choose to. And yeah. so when we're angry and we choose to worship, I think it honestly, for me at least, uh, like cools me down. Mm-hmm. It's For sure. It, it gives me that perspective that you're talking about, Luke. It gives me... Uh, just that realization, either that this is not as big of a deal as I'm making it, yeah. or maybe it is a huge deal, and the fact that God is bigger than whatever is happening. So would you guys say anything different to the person that just feels apathetic, that feels blah? Or would it be the same answer? Or would you guys, how, how would you encourage that person? I, I think the encouragement is... It just kind of depends on like even if they're a Jesus follower. I'm assuming we're talking about people who show up to church, yeah, um, and they are Christians, you mm-hmm. know. And I think apathy is one of the greatest weapons of the enemy, mm-hmm. um, especially when it comes to worship, mm-hmm. because yeah, like I said, I, I I feel like we just sometimes, and I'm not trying to like call people out, you know what I mean? I'm not trying to like, I'm, like I'm honestly talking to myself a little bit, but I just make it about things that it's not, and it's when we're saying it's like, I'm not feeling it because I'm angry because mm-hmm. my circumstances mm-hmm. are doing this in my life. You know what I mean? We make worship all about what's going on inside of us. And trust me, like, like worship is so internal. It's not purely external, right? Like we're, we're talking about encounter with God. So it's like mm-hmm. us conversating with God, but with the church anyway. Yeah. So for the person who's just feeling apathetic, I don't know. Like my, my initial thing is like, you should push through because mm-hmm. there is breakthrough. There is breakthrough in, in having faith and being obedient to worship. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like just following the commands of God, it does something in us. God asks us to bring him praise. A hundred percent. But there is something about God that when we bring him worship, I don't know why, but we still benefit from it. A hundred percent. You know, it's like we're giving him something that he deserves. And that is, that, that could be enough. Yes. And yet, maybe it's his grace, his mercy. I don't know. It still is so much better for us. Yes. Like the, the yes, totally. I, I think honestly, part of that is because when you worship, you align your heart with God's. And mm-hmm. so when that happens, it's like, you're not uh, worrying about these like selfish things or like these uh, external things or what mm-hmm. do people think of me? Uh, you, you're in line with God. And I think out of that, it's like you literally, it's like, you feel better. Well, yeah. yeah, I think it's a proximity thing too, because proximity to the God thing, because it says in Psalm 22, it's a classic worship, worship uh, Psalm. It's like he inhabits the praises of his mm-hmm. people. Like he makes his home, his presence and the praises of his people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I know that sounds like super like spiritual or whatever, and it's not um, like modern language or whatever, but if you want God to show up, like you want to feel the presence of God, like it says it right in the Bible. We believe the Bible, right? Like he makes his home in the praises of his people. And this is a, something that I've been, I was talking to Dane about the other day, but it's like, 
and I was talking to you about it yesterday, Nick, like to praise means to boast in something. Mm. So to praise the Lord means to boast in the Lord and mm. you do not boast silently. You know what I mean? And we stuff going on on the inside, that's contemplation. That's not praise. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so um, like being able to boast in the Lord, um, like Dane said, it aligns us. And then like, I love, I just love that it says he inhabits the praises of his people, mm-hmm. you know? And so I, there, there's a closeness that happens yes. when we worship God. There's when, a, there's, there's a, I mean like a relational closeness. Totally. Like James four, draw near to me and I yeah. will draw near to you. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, sorry. No, go, go I, for it. I think also like if you're in an apathetic season of life, um, I think that choice again is so important. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's like, cause there's been a bunch of times in my life where I'm in that spot and I'm just like, nah, yeah, you know? Um, and <laughs> yeah. when I, I honestly, the most important thing that I need to do is just choose to worship because that is what is going to honestly kind of start to bring me out of that. That's what starts to, uh, change my heart and totally. soften it, you know? And so, um, and I, I think I always know that in my heart. It's like, I know I need to choose this. Right. And a lot of times I don't because it's like, I don't think I want to change right now. But I think oh, over time, done. the decision be, becomes easier mm-hmm. because you have a track record looking back and saying that that time when I was angry, that time when I felt like I was completely distant from God mm-hmm. and uninterested, God came through. Yeah, totally. That, that's really good. And I think... That's a good point, Nick, because I think the more you're in those situations and you choose to worship, the more natural it becomes to do that. And the more you're in those situations and you choose not to worship, the more natural it is to do that. And I think the more you tend to do that. Uh, It's like, I mean, we've uh, talked about running and like different things. It's like when you start to do that kind of stuff or eat healthy, whatever, at the beginning, it's always hard. Yeah. It's always really difficult. But the more you do it, the more it's like, this is... Becomes your life. Yeah, it becomes your life. And you're like, I'm better for this. Not only, um, like, it did, it, did it suck? And now it's like, it's fine. But it's like, I am better and my life is better because I chose to do this thing that seemed hard. Absolutely. So I want to do something differently today than we've done in any other podcast. And uh, not that today is just like more spiritual. It's the bonus episode. Yeah, it's bro. the bonus episode. But I want, I want us to spend just a couple minutes... <clears throat> praying for people that are listening. Mm. And that might be weird for some people. And for some, it might be like, I can't go there right now. I'm, uh, I don't know. I'm on a treadmill listening. (laughs) I don't know. Um, But I would love to just spend a couple minutes praying for people and maybe people specifically that are struggling with either that, like, I do feel angry. I'm really sad. And that makes it hard to worship for sure. Or I feel distant and apathetic. Um, I, I, I first want to encourage people to not feel any shame or yes. guilt from going through those seasons. Yes. Because what I would want to say is, what else would we expect? Yeah. For, like, I believe that we were not created for, for this kind of life. Right? Totally. And there is always going to be life that comes up short. And there's so much brokenness. Life is just stinking hard. So there are going to be plenty of moments when we are confused, angry, sad, and it just gets in the way of our relationship with God. And I think, like you said earlier, um, maybe the scarier times are when we feel nothing. Yeah. Right? Um, we don't need to carry the sense of guilt and shame. Totally. It's just like, this is what we would expect because this is, you, you, you look at the, the book of Ecclesiastes. Yeah. And the, it's like, that dude had everything going for him in life. 
and yet he was miserable. Mm-hmm. So he was still brought to this point of apathy. Mm-hmm. Um, but what he said is, you know what? The best we can do is pursue God and live the best life that we possibly can. For sure. So um, I don't know how you guys feel about that. Um, we'll just uh, create a vibe with some music and uh, just just pray for, for people that will be listening. Yeah, I love um, it. I can start us and uh, just go around. Yeah, love it. Awesome. Father, we don't know every story that, that people will be living right now as they're listening to this podcast, but I pray through your spirit that you would um, you'd minister to us. And uh, sometimes that is, or most times, that feels very mysterious and we don't understand the way you work, but we know that you're good and we know that you're faithful. And uh, God, we pray for a breakthrough for those listening right now that are maybe feeling these emotions that are intense, maybe feeling them stronger now than ever before. And we pray that, that through seeking you, through prayer, through community, through worship, that we would experience that breakthrough that we are desperate for. And we also recognize that there's people listening that they don't feel desperate for anything right now. But God, because you are good and because you want to have relationship with us, I pray that you draw close to them and that you'd be, uh, that you'd bring them to a point to where you do feel closer. And maybe the, the biggest miracle that we could be praying for right now is that they see a glimmer of hope that you are good and you are someone to be trusted. And I pray that in their worship right now, at the very least, is they would just cling to your promises. That that would be the start of hope. Yeah, God, um, I pray for anyone hearing this right now who's just, they've grown weary in their worship um, and things have uh, just piled up in life and led us to this moment where things are just hard and it's even harder to give you praise. It's even harder to remember how good you are. Like we remember that you went to the cross and we're thankful, but God, we're exhausted and worn out. And sometimes we just don't even have the strength to sing. And so God, I pray just a spirit of renewal in that person right now who has been feeling apathetic um, in worship or they're angry. And so whatever, God, just a spirit of renewal um, over anybody hearing this right now because God, worship is the honor of your people and it is such a privilege that you allow us into your presence but God, um, so often we just uh, forget we forget what's going on and so Jesus, again, I, I just pray a spirit of renewal over anybody who's just maybe in a season of depression right now or a season of um, intense anxiety or relational dissonance or diagnosis and whatever, God, a spirit of um, renewal to renew us on the inside, like it says in Romans 12, um, that we wouldn't be conformed, but God, we would be renewed by your spirit and that you would renew our perspective and, and give us a passion, give us a passion to praise you, a hunger for your word, because God, um, it's worth it and, and you deserve it and you deserve it. So Jesus, again, um, bring healing even in this moment right now for that for that broken person um yeah in the name of jesus god i i want to pray for people who might be listening right now who uh feel like they've never worshiped you 
Um, like this is it's something brand new for them. Um, God, I pray uh, that you give them courage to do it, um, that you give them courage to step out in faith. Um, God, honestly, maybe if, even if they don't uh, entirely believe what they're, what they're singing, what they uh, yeah. are saying in it. Um, God, it's pretty amazing because um, I believe that you can fill in those gaps. And so, Lord, I, I pray that uh, you give them courage and uh, God, help them make the choice this time to do that. Um, whether maybe it's right now in their car or mowing the lawn or this Sunday, God, whenever it is, I pray um, that uh, they'll make the choice um, to point their worship towards you and not towards other things. And God, I pray that same thing for us uh, recording this podcast right now. I know uh, so many times I'm guilty of that. Um, God, uh, maybe I, I make the choice to worship and it just, it goes to the, completely to the wrong thing. And so God, um, I'm sorry for that. And um, Lord, I, I just am, I'm so thankful for this church. I'm so thankful for, um, for, for you and for the fact that we get to worship you openly here. God, I, I pray that we don't take that for granted, that we take advantage of uh, the freedom that we have here. So God, uh, we love you. We pray that uh, our worship is pointed towards you and we choose yeah. that this week. Yep. It's in your name that we pray, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you, guys. I love it. that our, The worship doesn't have to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah but it, it does need to be honest and uh, seeking God. Totally. Oh, I love yeah. that. I'm yeah. glad that you, you just said that, like honest, honestly seeking God. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that's huge. Right on. Well, thanks for taking the time to listen to this episode of Unscripted. Next week, we are going to be getting back to our normal content. And I wanted to say this, if you guys want to reach out to us, have any questions, if you have any topics that you'd like us to tackle, whether it has anything to do with the Sunday morning or not, we'd love to hear about it. You can email us at info at rocky.church. That is the best way to get a hold of us. And you can just comment. You can say thank you for the podcast, encourage us, or maybe even <laughs> offer some suggestions on how we can get better. Also, please share the podcast on social media. Um, share it to your friends. We'd love for, for more people to find us because we want to be helpful all seven days of the week, not just Sunday morning. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.